0: This is Josh with Mountaineer Kingdom, Do talk. Real men, manly talk. And I gotta say, that sound effect is <laughs> yeah, It just <laughs> pumps me up. Wait till you see the video of you all the cool, cool adventures, adventures cool. it goes with. All right, well, let's jump into it. Mr. Uh, Share a little bit with us, if you don't mind. <laughs> look, uh, what we've been talking about, we've been talking about New Day's Old Demons, uh Bell. Jezebel, uh, spirits of Elijah, and what it means. Uh, some simple stuff. I think it's First Kings sixteen up until Kings two, mm-hmm. and just basic stuff that I've like I've read this a dozen times, but it's it's the more you read it, the more you get. Yeah.
1: So just something that Josh brought up to the group, and it was talking about what well, he just said. New new days. Old demons. So what that basically means is we're living in the time we're living in, obviously, but it's the same old tricks. The devil is still out to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's using whoever he can to to try to get people to fall. And so you have the spirit of Ahab and the, the spirit of Jezebel yep. running rampant even today. And when you do a study, you know these are things we know about, things we've heard about all of our Christian life. But then when you kind of dive into it, you start thinking, okay, here's a description of someone. Okay, I've I've recognized this in my life. Okay, whoop, here's another person. This is you know you start to see these things. Um, it's just interesting to see how society is is dumbing down the man. Yeah, you know, and I don't say the man is, you know, some people would say keep the man keeping me down, but uh, I just mean even in the sitcoms, you know, husbands and fathers are made to look like idiots nowadays. The wives are are running the show. They're smarter than all that yeah. stuff and. Not to take anything away from women, they're they're beautiful, they're smart, they're they're strong people, but the, you know God is a God of order, and He created man first for a reason, for us to lead, yeah. not to lead with submission and to beat women down, but to lead our our home. Yeah. And um, so you just see the Jezebel spirit taking control, threatening things, sexual favors and stuff like that. You don't do this, or if you do this, I will give you this. If you don't do this, I won't give you this kind of stuff. Um, just it's a it's a it's a power switch It's control control
2: it's interesting you you talk about these spirits of things and as I've kind of experienced the path I've been going on the last several years it's become very apparent to me that the things that are evil are patterns they they don't just manifest themselves in my experience but they manifest themselves in other people's experiences that are similar to mine so as I started digging into some of the circumstances surrounding my life it became very apparent that I'm not the only one going through it and whenever I started correlating the idea of sin and the idea of this bigger war going on where we are just pawns in the game essentially it it kind of started clicking that these ideas the concept of Jezebel spirit uh, I wasn't familiar with the other one but it's the same thing over and over and over again Satan hasn't changed His games have not changed. They're the same concepts, and we just keep getting used in the middle of it. So So to
0: jump in there, the two spirits you were talking about was the spirit of Ahab, who was the king of Israel, who did more evil Mm -hmm. than all the other kings combined. And we can go, but you talked about since the beginning, we can go back to Adam and Eve. The Ahab spirit is very passive, very, and there's nothing that frustrates me more than a passive man. It's like, it's time to grow up because a passive man will not protect his family and he will not protect his children. <clears throat> he's entitled. He's weak. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they correlate really well together They have and Jezebel spirit because where he's passive and weak and neutered and still probably lives in his mom's basement, Jezebel needs <laughs> that to control. Like, he's Played the head. World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> for Leroy drinkers let's go back to that because so I we'll just saw back. that for the first time like, it so <laughs> I'm like dude he just went into it but they uh, Ahab and Jezebel they, they interlock he's the head but she's the neck that takes all the control and we had that with Adam and Eve right mm-hmm. in the garden yep. so we still had Satan we have Jezebel who's making the decisions eating the fruit breaking the law and they and Adam just lets her and that's a good example of how early on those spirits have been around. Yeah, if I'm reading this correctly, Ahab's Jezebel's husband. Yes, so
1: I mean it's it's they're intertwined and they both have that negative demonic spirit working against their marriage but in favor of the devil. Yep. He's the the devil is succeeding in this generation after generation. It was kings kings were killed by the usurpers. They reigned for two days. He was killed. Another one was reigned for seven days. He was killed. Next one for like seven years. Yep. But it was all because they were serving Baal and doing everything displeasing to the Lord, and they never prospered. Yep. And uh, so I think that's just what we're facing today, and it wasn't in, in what I've read so far. But you know, talking about how demons uh, are are transgender demons because you know we we talk about how we were created in the image of God. And then so our society is so confused who they are. Yeah. It's because the devil is the author of confusion. And so the, the, the devil, and I never thought about this before, but transgender is just meaning they can transform into whatever they want to. And so the devil is transforming to whatever he wants to, to pollute and, and corrupt the minds of, of young people especially, but even adults. I mean, adults are accepting this stuff.
0: They're ushering them into sin. Yeah,
1: ushering them into sin.
0: It's it's based
2: off of
1: our feels, man. Like, it,
2: it, Our emotions have become God, essentially. And in our culture today, that's really what it boils down to. Well, you offended me. I'm sorry, your little feels got hurt. And we cater so much to feelings over common sense mm-hmm. and logic, which has been completely usurped. We don't use it anymore. All you have to do is have somebody tell some sob story, and that's enough to change the course of events.
1: I'm going to quote Ben
0: Shapiro. Uh-oh. Facts don't care about your feelings. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I quit. <coughs>
2: so, that's not true. I want to go back you just real quick to the concept of Adam and Eve. So the curse, we're talking about something that has repeated itself. Ahab was what, like 800 BC or 700 yeah, something like BC, that. something like that. So second kingdom type stuff. Um, <clears throat> but in Genesis chapter 3 16 then he said to the woman i will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband but he will rule over you it's new living translation uh, uh, an nirv person what
1: <laughs> i think we're all looking at jared because he hasn't said a word yet okay i'm gonna get yeah. the giggles there it is <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> the, the josh josh, josh waved at him and i was like oh
3: there it is gone <laughs> cue the giggle track <laughs>
0: oh man now we know your role and this is a <laughs> this is a get to know
3: your your talkers episode and jared's here for the giggle track
4: <gasps> that's my only purpose yes <laughs> oh, it's a good purpose in life but you know
0: it
1: and embrace it
4: yeah <clears throat> oh
1: wholeheartedly Are you finished with your thought there andrew dude i got all the thoughts <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing real quick on this, and we can just kind of talk off yeah. off yeah. about it. So let me yeah, finish that.
2: close that up. So you'll desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. This goes back to the curse, Adam and Eve. Like This is a repeat of everything that we've seen for all of humanity. Um, this is the New Living Translation that uses the word you desire to control. The <clears throat> uh, International Revised Edition says it's something a little bit different, but the concept is there, that that curse has been something that's plagued mankind and it's it's because we chose to sin it's because we chose to defy the order and desire of God Uh, and I mean God's God designed us in a way for a purpose and we screwed it up with sin Mm -hmm. so
0: that's why we keep dealing with it it's funny how much it keeps going back to intent of the heart their intent was to know all to be like God to see what he saw and even if there was no physical eating of the fruit that day, it was coming because the intent was placed or a new intent or desire was placed in her heart when God should be placing desires in her heart. Well, because the
1: devil, that's why he fell. Yeah. He wanted to be God. He wanted to be on the same playing field. And God said, nope. Get, yep. And so now he's trying to pass that offense on to, you know, Adam and Eve saying, you guys can be just like God. You can know all these things. Yeah. I failed, but you can do it. Yep. You know,
0: that kind of thing. But and one of the themes in that, real quick, is God creates and the devil counterfeits. Counterfeits. Yeah, uh, yeah mm-hmm.
1: that was good, too. Oh, that's good. So, the one thing I was going to say here was uh, the word syncretism. Um, Jezebel's father's name was Ethbaal, which means with Baal. So, they accepted all these other gods and all these other religions. And syncretism infuriated God. So, the definition of syncretism is uh, used by anthropologists and historians that refers to the blending of religious beliefs. As the two groups interact, members of one group may begin to assimilate aspects of the religious beliefs of the other, resulting in a transformation of the traditional religion. Now, how often are we seeing this in our churches nowadays? In our Methodist churches, our Baptist churches that are accepting these homosexual preachers? homosexuality is accepted in the church. Now, our church, we would say, you're welcome to come into our church and be delivered from this thing, but we're not going to openly accept the sin in mm-hmm. someone's life. It would be no different if someone was having an adulterous affair. We would say, you're welcome to come into our church and be delivered from this thing, but we're not going to say adultery is, is cool. Yeah, You know what I mean? And on
3: the on the backside of that, I like um, those, the two denominations that you just mentioned there. I, I like... Th- the ones who are holding fast mm-hmm. to the traditional ways where right. they're going just break away from us because yeah. that's not where we're going to be. I love that there are still yeah. 100% even even in your mainstream denominations where they're going, oh, "No, thank you."
2: Mm-hmm. It it's amazing as we talk about this because some of these denominations are like putting the gay pride flag out on display, which again was a, a way to take a beautiful image and distort it into something that right. applies to <clears throat> one concept. And it's been deified. That the concept of glorifying homosexuality has been deified to the point where, look at us. We hold up this banner that is now replacing the image of Christ, mm-hmm. who our God truly is. What are we doing here? I don't know. What I thought you were me I'm, 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 I'm holding like a rectangular shape. <laughs> okay, I got you. Flag here. Yes. It's a small flag. There we go. The, don't make it fun, man. That first <laughs> arm, dude. He he would have scared the crap out of you. And it's not even a. <laughs> yes. He
3: and it's not even a bashing thing. It's like a. This, this god said that we're to live this way okay. god said that we're supposed to do these things and it's not that <clears throat> that quote unquote some of the churches hate those groups mm-hmm. but we just don't agree with the sin
0: yeah
1: well yeah. the proof in the pudding is i have a relative who's homosexual he comes to thanksgivings he comes around my kids know him my kids love him we pray for him you know he's with us we have good conversations. Now, if we were one of those bigoted Christians that people think that we are, we would say no. we don't want you around. Well, that's not the case. That's not the case. He's, he's a human being. He's a child of God already. He just hasn't accepted that free gift of salvation that Jesus offers, and that's what we pray for.
0: Well, you brought up the word hate, and every time I hear the word hate, I always go back to love. I've been doing a lot of traveling with work and really dived in and just, I think I went through the entire New Testament in a day and a half of travel to Nashville and back. Mm-hmm and it's hard to jot notes down when you're driving, i but. think so <laughs> don't text it so i'll Josh. just take screenshots about. hey siri <laughs> um but there was one thing that it was talking about gifts of the spirit and even as a kid i always wondered i mean race pentecostal holy rollers and it was whatever whatever gift <laughs> Sorry, you I'm, have is what you were, we're not laughing
3: for. at you but the Whatever he's chewing on is like coming through. Oh, really. I'm totally
2: laughing at him. Oh, The holy rollers thing just kind of threw me for a loop. Loved it. It's, cough, it's a cough drop.
3: Sorry, the, 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 the tech nerds are over here laughing at that, but he evidently was laughing at you. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Shouldn't have been speaking for Andrew. This is my first time on microphone, people.
0: frequently. <laughs> this is the first time I talked to Andy in front of an audience. We're, we're sorry.
3: <laughs> and so far, I just, I just want to say that I feel like myself been pretty good we're like 10 15 minutes in and i've been really good
1: yes it's been very clean and also i want to take this moment to thank our sponsor jared for bringing us fiji fiji water today thank you jared pinky's out
3: we'll get to that uh get to know him in in that portion of the oh he's next
0: i think he's got i think he's got like an hour and 15 just by himself
3: all the listeners just went next
0: he went to say something and Q radio. That's there. precisely it. Yep. <laughs> I completely forgot
1: what I was talking about. You went from hate to love, oh. traveling, New Testament. Uh, holy Roller. God. This is, oh, this oh, is, oh, this oh, is oh, your Holy Roller. There it is. Andy laughing. And
0: we know the greatest commandment. Love the Lord, <laughs> your God, with all your heart, body, and soul. And I always thought the gifts of the spirit that we got, we were just, that's what we had. Well, Paul says we are to desire gifts, Right. And the one I've wanted is what he was reading, talking about was the gift of prophecy because mm-hmm. it flips the whole church. Tongues, that's for you and God, depending on if there's an interpreter. But before it even says that, it's two words, and this is why I love the Bible. It's just its so simple. It says pursue love. So before you can desire all these other things, we have to pursue love. If we have someone that we know and we <clears throat> love that is living in sin, we still love them. Again, this is love the, hate the sin, but love the sinner. No, but it's 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 love them as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Are we seeking love in everything we do before we make a decision? And that's the Bible. The Bible is one big love story. And you were talking the other day in our group about the conversation you had with the guy that was homosexual.
2: Yeah. Uh, share that with us. So he wasn't homosexual, but um,
0: he... He sounded it, sorry. <laughs> no,
2: he was, he was a, a guy uh, I went to flight school with. And the dude was—he—he's a—he grew up Catholic, and he was struggling with the concept of well, how can God—the—the age-old the question of how can God be all loving but hate somebody who's loving in the homosexual way—it just didn't rectify for him. And so
1: here we oh, go. Oh jeez, it's
2: start by checking away from
0: the videos. I. uh. <laughs>
3: Here's the problem. When we're doing this, I can't because I just switched to my phone. That's over there as a camera.
0: <laughs> so I'm, but I can
3: see it on my watch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, ready? Take two. <gasps> oh, there's bridge. no takes. Do I need to give you a countdown?
3: Oh, no, there's no edits. Dude, give me the Wayne's World.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we were having this conversation, and for weeks we went back and forth between Jared giggling. <laughs>
0: We told you this. real just man just press, real
3: talk just
2: press through <sighs> and so we were he,
3: <laughs> he just muted him his own self he touched my board
2: unbelievable Unbelievable! Oh geez. so we for weeks we were having this conversation back and forth about how can a loving god hate this this concept and we ended up focusing on talking about that particular piece and then i had some uh mentors in my life at the time like look dude it's not about the sin that you need to be debating. It's about, the, it's about Christ. It's about the story of Jesus. Josh, you were talking about how the whole Bible points to the story of love. I would say that the gospel narrative is a love story. Uh-huh. And when we took that conversation from, well, sin is bad, to Christ died for you. He gave up his life for you. And all that you are... Is supposed to be glorifying him, it changed the narrative of the story of sin is bad to Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. And that switch in conversation from bashing based on sin to Jesus loves you. He desires for you to have a full life, He desires for you to live within His design and the design that God gave us so that we can experience life in the way that God intended it. And that fundamentally changed the conversation in this. He started coming around and worshiping with us, and his perspective of church changed because instead of focusing on the legalistic rituals we follow, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, he then began focusing on the message of Christ. And I want to emphasize that with the woman at the well. The Chosen, I'm going to talk about that oh, all the so time. Good. It's so, so good. good. It is the gospel for this generation because we're obsessed with YouTube and face Space and all that bullcrap but it speaks because it makes the gospel come alive the Mm -hmm. characters in the gospel narrative have personalities Peter
1: would probably be at
2: home sitting around this table and just hating on stuff but the woman at the well scenario you see Christ come up to this woman who was married five times and she wasn't living with her current husband and in that day and age the community rejected her and Christ is like what I've I've got water that you don't even know Mm -hmm. and In that scenario, I think she was a Samaritan as well, which meant that she was in an extra class of people that were being rejected by the Jews at large. And here's Jesus. Hey, man, I'm here for you. I love you. I forgive you. Go and sin no more. And that story is so fundamental to who we are as people because we come to Christ full of shame, full of hate, full of, I'm not going to be accepted. And that sometimes turns to bitterness. And then Jesus says... No, I love you. Yeah. Go forth and
1: live better. To tie into both what you guys are saying, the love that the Bible is referring to is pursuing love as God, because God is love. So we don't know how to love <laughs> until we know God's love. Yep. So when we're talking about, when Josh is talking about pursuing love and then all these <clears throat> gifts or um desires will have different desires that's because god places the new desires into our heart and a lot of people twist that scripture by saying well god will give me the desires of my heart i want a ferrari can i get one no it's when you transform your heart and you start pursuing god's love god will give you the desires he'll give you new desires desires in your heart so with that the love changes to Uh, and I've always said this in in my classes, the Ten Commandments used to be, don't do it because it's bad, okay?
0: Okay, okay, (laughs) okay. But then
1: then Jesus came and turned it into, now I don't do it because I love. Yeah. And so we don't bash people because of their sin. We need to tell them the truth in what? In love. You know, that's the only way they're going to accept it. And that's why people that aren't pursuing God's love are looking for, and it's going to be cliche, love in all the wrong places. You know, they're going to drugs, like Jesus' revolution. They're searching for these things, but they're taking drugs. Or they're looking for love because a uh, a guy might say, I never had a father figure. So he gets wrapped up in another man's arms, you know, in love. Or a woman, I never had a mother figure. So she goes turns into, you know, homosexual. You know what I mean? So it's you have to pursue what love really is, and that's God.
2: I I want to just step off just a little bit here because you said something that I've only heard me say before and we we haven't talked about this and the idea that the transformation power of Christ when, when we become believers and how he changes our desires to match and align with his. I, I want to highlight the fact that we've never talked about that uh-huh. and yet we're 100% synchronized on it. Praise God to the Holy Spirit uh-huh. and our understanding and interpretation of Scripture and how Scripture's alive. So that's a fundamental point that the voice at large, oh, follow the desires of your heart and jesus will give you everything no mm-hmm. the the i i just love that we can connect on yep. that and we've never talked about it before it's so cool man just
1: yeah right on man. boom jared what do you think
4: yes <laughs> <laughs> i love it, I love it.
1: <laughs> when he
2: does speak it's profound
1: it is he's just waiting he's waiting for that perfect time
0: no uh we got to get Jared in this. So he shared a video with me the other day of your (laughs) uncle, keep it, uh, preaching. And he loved every minute of it. reminded me of being home back in Southern Parth State, old school, Pentecostal. This guy. Boone County. Hey. Logan. Logan.
1: Get that on camera. The man hillbilly. That's right. Dude, that is a,
0: that's pretty freaking cool, man. Everybody's like, uh, who was I talking to? Oh, I was looking at colleges and what I want to do doing Bible studies, leadership management. This is it's a like squirrel that. moment this for everybody. Is, this is. And uh, the guy's like, where you, where'd where you go to high school at? And I'm like, man. And he goes, no, where did you go to high school at? And I said, <laughs> man, high school. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, what town's that in? I'm like, it's in man. man. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's a, that's an actual place. I said, yeah. And he goes, well, that should be easy to find. Lo and behold, it's not. Apparently, there are 17 different man high schools out there. Wow. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's sexist. Is that just in West
4: Virginia, or is that <laughs>
0: nationally? Oh, no, that's just in Logan County. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dude. But the preaching, it reminded me of old school. I guess they're not confused, then. They need to change it to them They do high not school. have identity, they, identity them. issues. They them high school. Have you guys seen the new Hershey? Uh, the stuff the Daily Wire is doing with the uh, chocolate bars? Oh, yeah. Yeah?
2: Yeah, oh. the, like he, him. She, her. Of,
0: she Nut,
3: nutless bars yeah. <laughs> it literally says it right on the packaging uh, there guys they're not there's not our short short first sponsor by the way we wire, gotta call yep.
0: them they're, uh, the he him bar has nuts the she her Let's bar does Peterson not here. we have to explain why then they're not for you goodbye Hershey but <laughs> he uh, some are milk chocolate some are not <laughs> uh, you sure there's no edits <laughs> Oh, we're, that's the whole
3: point of this Real men, manly talk,
0: and it's one of the things I've been missing. Um, God, when we went and saw Perry Stone, it was this guy preached half the message before he opened up the scripture because the Spirit was on him, mm-hmm. and it was scripture, and everything he said was Bible based. And I think we're missing that too. We're, I want to say this delicately, nah, no, I really don't. We're we're teaching on what other people are talking about and other people's interpretation of the Bible. Why aren't we just reading the Bible and letting the Holy Spirit right. interpret that?
4: Well, that's some of, like, I was reading some of Perry Stone and listening to Perry Stone a lot on, on, on a couple things. And, and, um, and he was talking about and, and really explaining how um, how Jesus got the titles he did as rabbi, master, yeah. things like that. And once he gets to a certain level, he's able to interpret the scripture where most uh, most rabbis would have to say, You've heard it said this way, and uh, Jesus was able to say, "Well, you've heard it this way, but I tell you this." Mm-hmm. the 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 big difference that we have today is that um, we are living in in an, in an era to where sorry the
0: the one time the
4: uh, the Holy Spirit I was trying doesn't to hold it
3: sneezing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> just let it go. The the whole.
4: <laughs> The Holy Spirit um, doesn't come upon people anymore. It dwells within. Yeah, and, and that gives us the ability in, in, this, in this era, to in this age, to be able to interpret Scripture based on what the Holy Spirit tells us. Because, I mean, the Bible says that, that the, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us knows the deepest things of God. And if we listen to that Spirit, we can know what God is wanting us to know
2: and to in, say in, in pure in, in, in the pure terms, yeah.
4: But fear what not say.
1: what to say, because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say when you need to say them.
2: Yep. And and that's provoked by Scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. were told in Hebrews that Scripture is alive and active, sharper than as sharper than any two edged sword. And uh, where I really got my teeth cut in with understanding more about Scripture was in a Calvary Chapel. But the methodology that the Calvary Chapel goes through chapel goes through is they pick a book and they read through the entire Bible. So during sermons instead of it being a uh, story hour or instead of it being the theme of the week it's we are going through the book of job this week and we're going mm-hmm. to dissect it and we're going to let the living word of god speak to us in this moment it's
3: side note i'm tired of
2: that book <laughs> well okay yeah what book <laughs> job Job. Job. Okay, fine. This is Nick, A Romans. This is Nick Job. right here well,
3: well, so so the
4: thing we've got to we, we've got to remember though too is is there's multiple different kinds of preaching and all of it is is scriptural and spirit based. 100%. So like, yeah, there you have you have your your preaching that is is how to live according to the Bible. How to how to life application type type preaching. And then you've got your prophecy preaching, mm-hmm. two, two completely different styles of ministering the word of God because the prophecy is digging into. Each individual aspect of learning the history of of the con- contextual history of, of of that topic, where and and, and applying it to today, but it, the the how the life application is what a lot of churches do now, and and there's not a there's nothing wrong with it as long as it is scripture based, and we are supposed to test everything based on the word of God,
0: because not all spirits or the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why we don't allow ourselves to be deceived. Mm-hmm. It's, it's again, that we're going to go back to Elijah. It's, it's having that Elijah spirit and we're got to be proactive. And I'm not saying we're hurtful or we're mean, but we do have to be dedicated and we have to stand strong. The world's not going to look after my kids. They're not going to look after my wife, nor do I want them to. That is my job ordained to me from God. And if we don't raise our families, with that Elijah spirit, the devil will, right? Once the head is removed, it's all the room in there for Satan to come in and, and, and take over. And I liked both sides of the, or all the different types of ministry and preaching, because if done right, they all come back to salvation, yep. right? <clears throat> what we, uh, the Bible is 30%. No, the new Testament is 30% prophecy, right? Everything, mm-hmm. everything has been done for the resurrection to get us into heaven after the tribulation or before the end. Um and th- there was something you said earlier about when we have the Holy Spirit and new desires of our heart. Think about this, and this not done on me. That same spirit that was in Elijah, that was in Jesus, that was Jesus, and in all the disciples, every miracle that we were ever ever have is already inside of us. And we can do more. And we can do more. And that's a promise through Jesus. We
1: through the Holy Spirit we can do even greater things. Yeah. And I liked what you said uh, contextually. Going back to what Andy said, they you read a whole chapter, you get the context of what's going on instead of that one scripture that says. Uh, for some reason, first thing came to mind in Deuteronomy. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, God wants us uh, to be wealthy." Well, yeah, He does. But in Deuteronomy, says God has given us the ability to create wealth. Now, that doesn't mean we can just sit at home and a hundred dollar bill fills up or a hundred yeah you know, bill fills up our wallet whenever we want it. It means that the Holy Spirit gives us witty ideas, gives us inventions, gives us way ways to create wealth. Or He's already given us a certain brain uh, ability to be a math guy or a, a doctor or something like that. He, we have the ability to create wealth. So when you say these things out of context, you know that's where that those teachings go awry. Yeah. Well, you know? the
4: kind of the thing that goes along with that is there there is a required action on our part. Right. On it. And it is to um, to follow God's
0: laws and his commandments. And then these things will happen. The actual part I love I always go think back to when uh, it's right before the the Jews cross the Red Sea. And God's like, all right, we're going to go through this. And, you know, they get an air conditioner by day with the cloud right. and heat by night. And a couple of, uh, I think about a chapter goes by and then Moses is like, all right, God, what are we doing? And he's like, I already told you what to do. You have to go do that. When you do that, we'll, we'll talk after. Right. Oh. I mean.
2: The, yeah, that's. Oh.
0: <laughs> so it's like my biggest peeve, and I try to be more patient with it, is coats and <clears throat> shoes in the morning with the kids. Okay. What happens when we get dressed? What's the next thing? We put on socks. After we put on socks, what do we put on? Shoes. Nope. We got to play Lego. Bless your man. Uh-huh. We got to go. Uh, we got to go. Fortnite everything Chuck else Chuck with you, everything man. else and i'm getting ready for work haley's getting ready for work and no shoes come no on socks. down we're we're leaving oh hang on i gotta put my socks on we're leaving i'm glad i'm not the we only told one you that loses what to my do mind over that go do it and then I, all their worldly always...
3: possessions on top of said shoes and <laughs> <Yes>. socks
0: <laughs> everything <laughs> else is a concern <laughs> and it makes we talked about this in class the other day and i i still i fell back into it it's like how many times have i told you about the socks and the shoes and the coats. Why are we taking our shoes off in my Jeep? We're getting ready to get out, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, why'd you take them off for? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I could see sometimes the way I say it, it just defeats Gabe, just breaks him down. It's like, ah, oh, I'm going back. I'm, I'm it's condemnation. reverting. And he's only been here 10 years as of Wednesday, made me proud. And um, 10 years. It's 10 years that you,
2: were able to carry him through this life and he made it that far because you didn't my wife it.
0: is very patient <laughs> <laughs> and look married? Um, yeah and when i do that i think about god doesn't hey you remember when you lost your temper hey do you remember when you said that or oh, god, dude, god, god doesn't direct talk to us <laughs> that way so well,
1: I, I mean I, you just you just pointed out that he did with moses what I tell you to do?
0: Did he bring up past sins, though? Not past sins. Or past but, mistakes. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at.
1: True, but and I know we were going with this because we did talk about it, but that just gave me a new enlightenment about it. You know, we are supposed to be correctors. True. But in different ways. But even Jesus looked at his, his disciples and said, how much longer do I have to deal with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he basically said that. You guys, you have a little faith. How much longer do I need to deal with you? Spirit is willing, but boy, the flesh is weak. uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what the answer is because I think it's okay to have these kind of expectations on our kids, and I'll I'll get to that when we get talking about baseball and stuff, but, you know, my kids are opposite. They have no issues putting their shoes and socks on and stuff, but when they get home, they don't know where it goes. I I trip over 48 pairs of shoes, three sweatshirts. So it's a great start, but a crappy finish. It's a great start. I come come home to my shoe room slash office, and I'm, I'm like this. Get in here. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I say, Look on the floor. What do I see? And I'm like, Our shoes. Right. I yes. just saw, What should I see? Not our shoes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're right. Put them away, please. That face you made, I just saw
2: all three of your boys just right there. Oh, yeah.
0: I uh, We talked the other night after <laughs> two weeks ago, was after church. And um, I had a, I was trying to get a hold of Mandy and share some things that's going on. And, uh, my, the highlight of that conversation for me was, can you excuse me a second? And then you yell up at the kids, Brock, boo, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. Uh, <laughs> I need to stop yelling upstairs and just go up there. But no, they need to listen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of the things about being around dudes and being around other mm-hmm. people and families. Um, I realize I'm not alone. The conversations I'm having with my kids, I've heard all of you have. Mm-hmm.
2: That's the importance of community, man. And I want to highlight the conviction from what you just said, like how we don't get beat over the head with our past mistakes. That's something I'm really bad about right yeah. now. And it, it's huge. That's exactly true. You know, Jesus forgives us and we're able to move forward in that forgiveness. And we're covered by the blood of Christ. Our sins are scarlet, right? Um, may they be as white as snow. And man, when we stand before the judgment throne, we're covered by the veil of christ it's no longer our sins that are on display and for that to happen our past mistakes have to be left there
0: and we have to let them go
2: well as parents that's really important for us because it's going to be really easy hey remember when you were a kid and you did this dumb thing I, i do that all the time to try to prove a point and all it does
1: you kind of dig a hole well, I think the difference in that well, is... Well,
3: you did it.
1: Leaving your shoes out or yeah. not putting your shoes on is not sin. Correct. That Those are those are things we're yeah. correcting in life. Uh, obviously, we would want to say, remember when you... Well, I can't think of anything because we're just kids right now, but you know, when we, they actually sin, you don't want to bring those
0: things remember up. Remember when you took that from store without paying for it and we yeah. didn't find out about it until you got home?
1: Remember when you were in high school and you snuck out and you did this and that? You don't want to bring that kind of stuff up, but correct correcting kids when they're growing up, I don't think that's sin to bring up... But I agree. I mean, it it is as adults, though, because we've already lived a life, you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, man, I did these things. But if we're if we've already been sanctified, God has forgotten those things. The devil's the one bringing that
0: up. So I love Paul when he writes the letter. um, I think it was the second the second letter to Thessalonians. He's like, I haven't offended or harmed any of you people. Yeah, right. Um, no, he actually didn't. Mm -hmm. Paul didn't. Saw did mm-hmm. and it's that because he, he had no idea oh and
2: he forgot the name change too that really uh-huh. puts him because you're a different person yeah you're a new creation wow that's a cool concept never thought about that
1: new sure. creature new feature Gerard do you ever want to say something
2: well well, the thing about,
4: though about like past sins is yeah they're not meant to be brought up again God doesn't bring them back up again mm-hmm. to you but um there, there's a band that I used to listen to a lot thrice and had this one line in a song I listened three times yep um <laughs> This is every scar is a bridge to someone's broken heart, and every every sin that you've 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 had at some point will allow you to connect with somebody else, yeah, to help them through something, and it, that also means every trial or tribulation you've had, um, will do the same thing too.
1: We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So yes, I mean the difference between remembering what you did. To tell a testimony is to not feel condemnation in it. Mm-hmm. It's to to build someone else up. So yeah, hundred percent.
0: There was a uh, all the experiences that we all go through. I'm not going to quote Pink Floyd today. I do it enough. <laughs> um, Wouldn't be a conversation with you without it. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I just they get me. Um, the people and the experiences that, that we've all movie, went right? through. Pink Floyd, they get us. <laughs>
3: I'm we, totally re I got to
1: redo the
0: graphic now. And we get you. Uh, <laughs> especially when Every everything church. goes through a
4: prism no? <laughs> it Does. Well, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead
3: <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and apologize to the YouTube viewers. Every time I look at the camera I'm on right now, for some reason the color correction on that's way off. No, and you're it, that pale. No, every time I switch to it, he turns into a leprechaun. Nice. <laughs> no, no, he...
1: Yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. that's all right.
3: The, the collar tone, for some reason, on that camera. Like, he's blue in every other camera, but on this camera, he's this is, bright green. This
2: is why we need sponsors. Dude, if you can put a, an Irish filter on... Every time he speaks. <laughs>
0: With that laugh. Oh, Next thing I know,
3: he was a-giggling. <laughs> oh, and I just noticed all these bottle caps, too, are... <laughs> Or it's like super neon green. I don't know what is up with that camera.
0: Well, this was our first and last <laughs> podcast. Uh,
2: Thanks for coming, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hope you all enjoyed. I think, I think we're doing all right. Yeah, oh, it's been fun sh- compared How to about- some of the stuff out there. Oh, true. Again, this is why I love it. I just completely forget. That's <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really important. So, you were talking about baseball earlier. Uh, yeah, baseball. Share that with us. Like, so one, why baseball? I like baseball. And. And I, I wanted to.
3: Don't know what to do with my hands.
0: If something you love that God brings you back to it for a ministry.
3: By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, be sure to go to our YouTube channel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the video
3: is just as classic. Right now he's pulling the old I'm uh, not sure what to do Ricky Bobby.
0: Ricky, just put him down. The tough love part. Right. Question: why baseball? why baseball? And. <laughs> Thoughts on how that's always been a passion for you and God, for all the things you've been through, brings you back to it to minister? Um, I've always loved baseball. i played baseball
1: since I was seven, all the way through high school, and then I played a men's league softball, so I've always just had a desire for baseball. And of course, the Lord blessed me and my wife with three boys, so two of them are very close in age, 18 months apart. I mean, they act like they're twins, so... Uh, Got them in T-ball, and of course, as as any dad does, uh, I would think that any dad would want to be a part of their life. I decided to be a T-ball coach, and uh, I found out that I was a pretty good little coach for kids. Um, little big, you're a large man. Sorry, uh, big big coach for little kids. Um, anyway, so I just you know at that moment I just decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a ministry of one teaching baseball, but I'm also going to introduce the Lord to these kids. So from, from the very beginning, uh, in T-ball, I, I, I started to pray for, with the kids before practice and I started uh, praying after practice. And for the first few years, you know, we, we prayed for victory. Of course, T-ball, there was no winners, but, uh, but then my mindset turned, uh, after something the Mandy had listened to before. And, uh, so we're no longer praying for victory. We're praying for the courage to, try our hardest to courage to get through if we fail because the, the fact of the matter is we're not going to win every game you know but I'm teaching these boys you know life lessons <coughs> through baseball but I'm also teaching them baseball yeah. you know what I mean uh, as a man as a baseball guy as, a, as an athlete I want to win every game I don't I don't play Uno know to lose I don't oh, play I hate losing especially at
0: uno right this is frustrating
3: <laughs> side note Josh Blankenship's a psych
1: <laughs> whoa <laughs> I've I've heard board games, you're a mess, but uh, well, winning's fun. Winning is fun, and I like and, to and have fun. I think it's innately put in men,
0: right? Oh. We, we want to win, and so you know, he's Joseph Stalin. It's not that bad. He didn't help me, so he crossed me, and I wrote him off. That's nice. all I'm saying.
3: I was playing the game. I was trying to win.
0: Yeah, he was doing go. something stupid,
1: but um, <laughs> so this year. It's my first year coaching an A-ball team. Cute giggle so nobody track. knows what that is. It's um, In Fairmont Little League, there's different uh, divisions. So this is the 11-, 12-year-old majors division. Mm-hmm. And so this year I had to have an interview process to get this coaching position and stuff. I thought, wow, that's interesting. So let's, let's see where this goes. So we all got a list of questions <clears throat> before the interview so we can kind of acclimate ourselves and get ready for what we're going to be asked and stuff. And when I first started reading, I'll never forget – I was answering the questions like I was saying. I, I told myself, answer them as soon as you read it, so that there's no pondering and stuff like that. Fake answers. And uh, so I got to this one question. It says, "How do you define a winning season?" And so I was thinking, okay, well, de- winning season is determine how many games you win compared to how many you lose. So, you know, I answered that, and I said the second thing is how how are the kids progressing? And then the third thing came to mind is this being my mission field my ministry also onto the Little League field it was a great win that there's a whole family that came to know the lord mm-hmm. from my team last year and they're serving in the church they're there every sunday and most wednesdays now i mean they're involved yeah faithful they're always there and so as soon as i said that last point guess who started talking to me the devil satan saying if you say that last part you're not going to get that a ball team cuz nobody cares i mean that's that's what was going through my mind <clears throat> nobody cares about that answer and I, was, I battled that for three days two whatever, two or three days however long I had the, had the notes and uh, I told Mandy about it and I told what I think my mom about it and I said I'm I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say it and then the day of the interview I was like oh man I don't know if I should say it <laughs> you know because you know all these guys that were in line to get this coaching position they all knew each other and I'm, I'm not saying it was a buddy buddy system but they all knew each other and sometimes things like that just naturally gravitate where they're, they're travel ball coaches. They know each other. They've been around. You know, they might get those positions over a guy that's only been in the league for four years. You know what I mean? And uh, so I just said, nope, I'm going to say it. So the interview came. I said all those points. I said, you know, of course I want to win. I said, there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm coaching my kids. Winning is why we play a game. You don't play a game to tie. You don't play a game to lose and then say, oh, well done. If you lose, you do say, well done. I said, but we're playing to win. I said, secondly, I look at the kids and say, okay, where did they start this season? And how did they finish the season? So I told them, I said, last year I had a team that didn't do very well, but I had a team that grew from game one to game 12, or however many it was. And we used to get smoked every game, but at the end of the season, we were only losing about one or two runs."
0: Man, it seems like there's so many more games than just 12. Yeah, it seems
1: like it, but no, there were not that many last year. And then I said, I said but ultimately – and they're kind of looking at me like what's next what are they, what's he going to say next I said ultimately the biggest win for my season last year and how I measure a winning season is I invited, I invited all my boys and their families to our Easter egg extravaganza at our church one family the whole family got saved they're all serving the Lord one guy's insecure, or the husband's insecurity. the mom just joined the choir she's in my Sunday school class, they're faithful coming to church every Sunday and they're, they're serving the Lord and I said that's that's a win in my book and of course, you know it wasn't like this. Oh my gosh, greatest answer ever! You know they just kind of like, okay, all right. You know, so I walked out of there. I called called my wife. I said, "Hey, I answered the question. I'm just leaving it to God." I said, "I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out." By that evening, I got the email. And you got a team. So, point being, you be faithful, and you do what the Lord has called you to do. <clears throat> because I, as I was waiting for that interview, I prayed, Lord. You gave me this opportunity, and I've used it to build your name up, to build your kingdom, and to glorify you. Give me another opportunity to do the same. Because the fact of the matter is, this age group now, they're getting ready to go to middle school. Middle school is a tough time for boys and girls. And if you don't have a foundation of something on them right now, they could easily slip into another foundation, which the world is trying to to steal from kids, their innocence
0: actively actively going out of their way to create new ways oh, yeah. to hurt these kids so i told
1: i told the parents from the the phone call night after the draft my my introduction phone call was just to the parents and i told them i said uh, you know I, I coach much differently than maybe what you've seen in the past and they say what way i said well i'm, I'm very disciplined i uh, i want respect they'll get they'll get my respect if they show me respect but i pray with the boys I pray with them before each practice, after practice, each game, after each game, and uh, uh, you'll never hear a foul word come out of my mouth or my coach's mouths, and I expect the same thing out of your boys. I said I don't want, I don't want to hear foul language. I mean, I, I, I lay it out on the platter for them to either take of it or to push it away. But every parent, you know, they they accepted it. You know what I mean? I think it's because there's so much, there's so many people out there that don't want to take a leadership role, and that don't take the Authority that we've been given. Now we know when I'm talking about the authority we've been given is for the Holy Spirit. But I take that as even as my base as a baseball yeah. coach, I'm going to use that authority not to <clears throat> bash down and not to take rights away from parents, but to say I'm the coach of the team. This is how it's going to be run.
3: People don't want to because it's so much work anymore. Yeah. Oh,
0: Ahab spirit.
2: <laughs> I I appreciate the fact that you shared that, man. Um, I I wrestled with some of those same concepts, and I would say that theme how do I interject my faith in my real life every day mm-hmm. is something that we all struggle with. It's mm-hmm. something we all face. Every all, every one of us around this table loves the Lord, no doubt. And I know that I've had struggles in the past where there are situations that come up where I'm like, I have an opportunity to interject my faith here. Uh, I was a company commander, and one of the opportunities I had is that is when soldiers would have issues. They would come to my office first and be like, hey, sir, I got this problem going on. And I would have the opportunity to sit and talk with them and provide guidance to them in whatever army capacity I could. But that was always an opportunity to sprinkle Jesus into the conversation. But we know the apolitical nature of the military and how we're supposed to segregate all of this stuff. And, you know, when I first came in, it was something that wasn't really beat over my head. But it's like, "Mm, yeah, you got to segregate your faith from your job. Mm -hmm. And. I struggled with that just like you did with baseball. It's it's a weird feeling because culturally it's like, Oh wait, Jesus is kind of like a taboo topic. We really can't talk about that. And I recalled the scripture that says, if you are, if you deny me in front of men, then I will deny you in front of my father. And then it realized, it made me realize the prioritization that I have as a child of God. My priority first and foremost is the King of King of Lord of Lords. No man has the authority that God does over my life. So why am I fearing the perspective of other men whenever the King of Kings and Lord of Lords has called me child? And when that clicked for me, it completely changed the perspective I had on the situations that arose. And so I would handle the professional element of whatever the issues were when soldiers would come in. and be like, hey, look, I'm going to come at you from a different perspective here. I'm going to come at you from a faith perspective. You're dealing with this severe issue, and I would encourage you to pursue the Lord in this. And... It's amazing that nine times out of ten, one, it's always accepted. Like, I don't know that anybody has ever come out and just jumped at me. It's like asking somebody, hey, do you mind if I pray for you? Most people are going to be like, yeah. I agree. And and for whatever reason, that fear conditioning that we have stops us from pursuing the very thing that has redefined who we are. And I, I think you're absolutely 100% correct. As men, we're required to be leaders. We need to grab our balls. We need to stand up, and we need to face that fear, that's really based on nothing. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, if we what don't, the media tells us if we don't, the world will. Yep. And the world's ran by Satan. So, do you want to run your family, or do you want him to do it?
1: Well, I think that quite there's that <clears throat> contrast, and it's opposite spectrums. If Bible says if we don't praise the Lord, the stones will cry. Yeah. Out. If we don't lead with authority, someone is going to. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Yep. So I mean, think about that opposite contrast. If, if there's always a cause and effect. If you do something, wanna happen? If you don't, something's going to happen. Yeah. So we got to be on on the side of we got to we got to stand up, be a man, and say, this is this is how we're going to do things. Mm-hmm. Not take it or
0: leave it, but give it a chance,
1: and you're going to see a change in your life. Well, you know. And here's the
0: th- one of the reasons I jumped into Casa and where i'm drawn and one day we'll go into my testimony you're gonna to need to explain Cosmo. most people don't know what it stands for i know i help kids we're <laughs> appointed special advocate i believe yes and uh um, super cool sound effect social advocate and um i'm called to
3: right now somebody's at casa going i want
2: that deleted court appointed special <laughs> advocate
0: that's what I. That's what I said. You said social. Well, I just want to make sure that I included all the <laughs> alphabet. Plus.
1: Okay. <laughs> Casa D F G H I J plus. The Casa di Michi. It's coming to Fairmont, by the way. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Is it really? It won't be the same as the as the old Casa Di Michi but uh, it's coming to the Middletown Commons.
4: I, I like the one that's in. Um, Sorry, we're talking about food. We get, we'll get back in, in Mid Atlantic, um, because it's just. It's a, it's a nicer place to walk
1: around than, than downtown Morgantown is. Yeah, but. but when you go in to get that old stove, that one slice. Man, oh, yeah, right. Every time, you know, maybe I, May I get a date night, we'll go to Tzatziki's or something, typically because we like that great restaurant. We'll go run around Morgantown, and then we're driving home, and we'd look at each other.
0: Casa. <laughs> and so we, we make a quick trip for one
1: slice, and they throw it in the oven. Man, is that good.
0: Man, do you know how important date nights are? Very important. You Tell were tra- us why. You were talking about it's God first. And this is do some, doing some recent studies, Song of Solomon's, Song of Songs. Interesting read. Um, I've always been taught. Your breasts are like a goat's back. <laughs> what? Your hair is like the fur of a sheepdog. I prefer
1: my breasts to be like breasts, not a goat's back. And she loved it. She loved it.
3: Real men. Manly talk.
0: <laughs> and. It dawned on me. Well, I've always been taught when you have kids, it's kids first. Nope. No. Nope. It's not. It's God first. Then it's your spouse. Mm -hmm. Then it's your kids. Because once the kids move away, which we give them back, right? We only have them for a short amount of time. You're going to have to relearn to have to have a relationship with your wife. No, it's you as the head of the home. Her right beside you. She's not in front of you or behind you. You're making decisions and discussing things together you make the decision then it's the kids right we're one when we get married oh. so that that i thought was all i mean since that's happened uh, or i've kind of been focusing on that a little bit more the kids are getting better attention than they were before because now it's more unified and i'm not saying we were always ununified right. or, or not together right, right. but it's that refocus every day uh-huh. to pursue love how can i help my wife and then how can we raise godly children?
1: It's two different types of loves. Yes. You know, my kids have asked us before. Do you love me more than you love mommy? And I'm like, no, it's it's a different type of love. Mm. I said, I, I, I love you more than anything in the world. What, do you love me more than Rhett? No, it's, it's a different type of love. You're all my kids. It's, you know, I love you all the same for different reasons because you all have different personalities, which is a strange thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four kids came from two people, and every one of them is different. Every one of them. you got to have a different, I love you, buddy. You're all right. You're fine. Get over it, guy. Come here, Laney, Let's talk. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, you have to have all the personas figured <laughs> out, and it's tough. Watching
0: them interact, we walk on Wednesday night. I think Rhett left his jacket back at the snack shack, and he hasn't hit his growth spurt yet. No. But watching them walk side by side in the hallway, I'm like, she will pound him into the ground if he she, needs it. She's strong, She man. just looks tough. She's strong. And it was so much
1: bigger than he was. Yeah, She's but, taller than Mandy now. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, well.
0: Yeah. It's it's interesting. I've been this, in a,
1: This whole side of gray right here is Lanny. <laughs> oh, this is... This was
0: Aria. This was Aria. This was... <laughs> there's something about the girl that can just really... It's like she knows what ammunition to use mm-hmm. because it's the ammunition I would use. <laughs> like, oh, we're going to make each other hurt today. Okay. Oh, Ari is a little Josh. Oh, buddy, she's something. <laughs> I'll, I'll share that. This. this is one of my favorite stories. And it was a very good, a teachable moment. Again, have something about when she, she was three or four. I'm over, we're in the gym, and she created a princess club. And I'm on the balcony of the mezzanine looking down and she creates this club and these two girls they are older than her came over and she's like would you like to be in my princess club and it made their day absolutely I want to be in this club she goes great first thing we're going to do kicking you out <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! and I God. went wait what <laughs> and I, I'm watching this happen and I'm getting ready to walk so down whoa, whoa whoa what just happened and I'm, I'm looking down and I'm like okay start walking down there to correct this and she goes well why are we out she goes well you hurt my feelings and I thought you'd like to be in my club and now I hurt yours. I'm like, this is three years old. Oh, man. How do handle that? How to handle it? So I went down and I'm like, well, I got to
3: flash over here to Andy real quick and get this look. <laughs> so, Andy's sitting there in utter shock at this story.
0: I, uh, I went down. She, <laughs> we're like, we're talking about this. Why did you do that? Yes, they hurt me. I hurt them. No. Like, no. <laughs> and the way you manipulated that
3: but daddy i heard the preacher saying "eye for an
0: eye <laughs> <laughs> she was color and she wouldn't even listen to him uh, but uh made her apologize she explained why she did it i listened kind of impressed to be honest not impressed in a do it again but like whoa i've really got to be on my toes with this one yeah wow and uh I don't think they're in the club <laughs> we just banned the club no more clubs no more clubs and uh like, that's well, not just that. getting ready welcome to ask to that's still
4: is, is the club still around or is that completely
0: gone so. for the safety of the other kids we <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome new members first order business you're out <laughs> uh
0: we make this joke around the house because I'm uh I had three brothers we were all very close and you, you hit, you fight. Oh, the the studio that we're in just needs upgraded. <laughs> uh, it's tenfold. Once you get to a point, you're teenagers. It's okay if you're gonna prank me, I'm coming back. Yeah, and I'm swinging for the fences. And if I have to be, I have to be proactive so this doesn't happen again. And to this day, I'm still kind of that way. It's like okay, I don't mind whatever we're gonna do. Let's do it. But I'm coming. This is why you and Amanda get along. Oh, yeah. If we're going to fight, let's, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> and um, there's no half measures. And Haley kept bringing up. She's like, man, you are such a salty earth person. I'm like, what does that mean? She goes, you go in to fight. And when the fight's over, you've burnt everything down. You spread salt over the soil. You go straight so to nothing, nuclear. <laughs> nothing grows back. It's desolate. I'm like, well, what's the <clears throat> point of a war? Right. It's to destroy things. And to or gain resources. Or get oil. Yeah, I'll right? trade for some logs and brick. Anyways. And <laughs>
1: what's...
3: Not in the blanket chip, horse. Nuclear. <laughs> no, I don't want your stuff.
0: I just I just want I just to build a road. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Please give me a brick.
2: No. <laughs> I'm not even giving you water. Here's some salt. That's Settlers of Catan. We got to get there, boys.
1: <laughs> That's our next episode. We'll put right here and Rotate. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. What do you have for us today, Nick? I'm just the nerd running the show. No, you gotta speak. (laughs) Oh yeah, good talk.
3: Uh, I'll just uh, just flow right in from the baseball into still coaching, and the difference that you have to deal with when it comes to uh, dealing with because I coach in public schools. I'm West Virginia SSAC. You got to go through this whole spiel, and it's a whole different ball game, especially when like praying and stuff like that. I will do it, uh, kind of off to the side, because it is a big deal to to bring that inwards
1: into that. Uh, yeah, but there's precedence uh, now. Ingerina. That coach uh, from yeah. Florida or Texas.
0: The, Where was it he was he from? Florida. He won, so there's precedents. A lot of good though. things coming go out of Florida. Yeah, America. Keep that in mind at the next election.
3: So, but definitely, I No Joe.
2: Um, I'm or camel hair. Let's create it. <laughs>
1: I said camel hair because yeah.
2: Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> no.
3: So I had to turn the comments off on YouTube. If you guys um, need to, get to see a, the
0: comments, bring them. If, if you guys need a pep rally speech for when your team loses, there's a video online of when camel hair. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Camel hair comes in and uh, <laughs> motivates your team about you stuck it through, you play to the end. Did you see that? No, I don't watch that woman. Last so thing she, I ever saw her do was.
1: Speaking of the importance of the passage of time, it's Im- the passage of time is important because without time there would be no passage of the passage of time. I want to punch uh, you I'm in that in the face, face <laughs> right now. I know. Uh, she, uh gosh. We oh. do
0: not promote <laughs> violence. Well,
1: do the laugh again. I didn't <laughs> That's great. I didn't even catch. It. I was like, "Who?
3: Who laughed?" It wasn't me. He's looking at me like doing. Like, I heard a weird. It was you. It? <laughs> it was It was I thought it was a... cue the giggles.
2: Poop. Was that a real person? It didn't work. No, it, was, a it button. was Josh. He was. A...
0: <laughs> I thought so it
2: was hilarious. a button too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're not. Oh we're pretty gosh. low budget. We don't have
4: sound effects yet. Sound effect. <laughs> There needs to be a camera on the face when you do that. Oh no! Because like the eyes go up and it's like you got to get into character. Yeah. Give yep. it to us one more time. <laughs> Although he did it close this time. So it's even more psychotic.
1: You want to join my club? <laughs> back, back to you. So, uh, have you gotten any? Have you gotten any negative feedback from no. your coaching style or or prayer?
3: Um, yep. I have gotten negative feedback especially at the first part of it I am a Mr. Miyagi when it comes to coaching I use the KISS method 100% keep it simple stupid mm-hmm. uh, when I coached soccer for a long long time thank you for clarifying the KISS method yes <laughs> we have to when you're talking about underage children yeah. <laughs> keep it simple <laughs> silly <laughs> quick story first uh, right, put him on the clock first time uh, had a kid come on to a soccer team and uh, they're like at this point they're six years old some of these other teams are trying to push 30, 40 plays no they, they're lucky to get from the car to the field without a butterfly <laughs>
0: really I taught that's why I like T-ball
3: I taught three three plays and we called it one, two, and three brilliant brilliant we drilled those every practice, day in and day out. And I had a, a dad come up to me like, is "This is all you're teaching them? I'm like, they're six. Mm-hmm. We won the championship that year. Want to know why? Because we had three plays. And right. those three plays, those six-year-olds knew like the back of their daggone hands. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in just keeping it simple. Was and the number two your favorite? <sighs> that was up the middle. Yeah,
2: it was. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, that – principle applies across the board it's it's, it it's perfect yeah. Yeah. the the difference between regular army soldiers and special operations guys is the special ops guys do the fundamentals really well the yeah. difference between somebody who plays sports and somebody who's a professional at sports they can do the fundamentals expertly
3: and i try to translate that from when we i switch from coaching soccer to cross country and track the same thing We don't need to watch a thousand videos and learn eight thousand techniques. No, we need to learn the basic ones that work. You're in middle school. I'm not training Olympians. Mm -hmm. Now, do we want to win? Absolutely. Just like Ryan said, we're there to win. That's the whole point. But are we going to win every time? No, because we're in a conference that has a couple schools that are not public that have a MUI money. But we have kids that compete with those kids who are getting regimented schedules that are getting meal plans and I'm just as happy coming in third behind them and going, heck <laughs> yeah. <"Hick>
1: yeah. We're. <laughs> I think that's, that's an important thing with, with kids recognize, recognizing your audience. You know what I mean? So T-ball my strictly focused on discipline, where you're going to be on the field position wise and your defensive stance. Yeah, Cause you're not, you're not turning double plays you're not uh, bunting squeeze bunting you're not doing these strategic things it's a learning year yep so you know i'll never forget one of the t-ball practices all the parents were there and and i, I put all the kids where they're supposed to be and and I, I hammered into them defense position i said now when i say the word the word show me defense this is what you do and so this one practice all the kids were they're all looking like uh, Nick said butterfly or whatever they're all looking around and i said all right Show me defense with, you know, the, the male authoritative voice. And every single kid, they just went like this whoo, and got down deep, deep Dude, defense that's position. Awesome. That's a win. And the parents were like this.
0: How, what how, happened? How did you do that? So they put their phone down and paid attention <laughs> to the game. No, seriously, they did. Yeah. They,
1: they stopped and they watched. And I said, wow, that was nice. I said, Let, let's see if we can do it again. I like everybody up. So they all, they all relaxed. I said, all right, show me defense. And they all got down. I mean, now not, that was cool. That was a cool moment for coaching for Actually, me at yeah, that, that time. and uh, But then you move on to uh, C-ball, it's coach's pitch. So now you start to introduce a few different things. Rules, how to get kids out, strikes, and how to hit. So you move on just a little bit here. Then B-ball, different. Now it's kids' pitch. Now you got to teach them how to pitch, how to make your stance, how to have your stride and all these things. And now this year it's fun for me because now I'm into the meat, you know, these kids are old enough now where they know the rules of baseball. They know the importance of the rules, tagging up on a fly ball, throwing a guy back out of first base. So if you catch a line drive and they take off, they know these things already. So now we can teach a strategy. I'm teaching signs. And the other day I was teaching signs to the kids. I ran through it one time. My team is really smart this year. I really love them. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing all these things, you know, wiping everything off and throwing it again. And I'm like, now what's that mean? Uh, Bunt. I was like, why? And they told me why. And so it's really cool. To just to see the progression of the brain you know what I mean mm-hmm. kids growing up and that's one thing I love about seeing my kids when when their light bulbs go out go you know go on I should say uh, like uh, aha moment those are cool moments so when you see your kids on the baseball field get it and then I'm mm-hmm. like alright let's turn two and they just whip it around turn two I'm like oh, alright this, is, so this that, is gonna be fun that reminds me of how
0: the Holy Spirit teaches us start with the milk get to the meat yeah right Yep. preach a little bit pray a little bit and worship a little bit yep
1: baby christians into mature christians and we're still learning yeah and that's and that's one thing i, I i've taken into this year you know i know a lot about a baseball but i don't know everything so i'm watching different videos different drills on how to hone in on different skills and stuff maybe the other coaches are doing that too maybe not i don't know but i'm doing what's going to give me a coach's coach's edge you know what i mean so
0: have you had Fun any, stuff. tell us about some of the pushback you asked Nick, uh, praying in dugouts and being around the kids. Now, it's a different environment being public in public schools. Or Have I gotten pushback?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, actually quite the
1: opposite. I've gotten numerous text messages of how they appreciate that I pray with the kids. Um, all through the years, from T-ball on, uh, a lot of parents have texted me privately we please draft my kid next year because I love how you run the practices. I love that you pray with the kids. I love that you care for the kids. I
3: can attest to that. We've been on his team a couple seasons, mm-hmm. and you can just see the non people be like, "Wow,
1: I can't believe that guy's doing that." Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me tell you two stories from last year. We only won one game legitimately. The second <clears> game was a fringe league; they didn't count it towards our, our record. So we won two games, but one in Fairmont, and we lost like a thousand. It felt like. <laughs> It was, out, of, it was, out of 12. It was a rough, it was rough. It was a rough season. Yeah, As yeah. a coach who wants to win, rough to see the kids deflated every game. But, you know, you just have to keep building them up. And at the end of each game, they're ready for the next one. But uh, two stories from last year. Uh, there was one time we played Clarksburg uh, in Fairmont, and only five or six kids showed up from Clarksburg. Parents showed up with them. And, of course, the kids are, are defeated. Their teammates didn't show up, and there was going to be no game. So I decided, well, I've got the field for this hour and a half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. I'll practice with my kids. So I walked over to the Clarksburg team, and I said, hey, you guys want to practice with us? You're here. I said, I'm going to run practice, and you guys can come out and help and practice. And the coach was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I, uh, you were there, Nick. You saw this. Mm-hmm. And the, some of these kids didn't know where to stand, where, how to bat and stuff. So I'm, I'm coaching these kids that are already on another team. and But before that practice started, what I do? I prayed. And I even looked at the Clarksburg coaches, I said, hey, my this team prays, yep. and so you can either pray or not, but I'm praying. And yep. uh, you just, you be bold. And they took their hats off, those kids, they knelt down and they and they prayed with us. And uh, so after it was all done, we prayed again, and guess what happened? Four parents from the Clarksburg team came up to me. Hey, thank you so much for taking time to, to coach our kids to, to pray and to do these things. You, if, if you step out in faith and be bold like Andy said there's not going to be too many people that say no I don't want prayer or at the very least they might not say anything to you at all but if you really do what the Lord has called you to do I feel like there's going to be that positive yeah. feedback given to you one because that builds my faith back up more you know it emboldens me to be yep. emboldens me to be more bold but secondly we won one game last year and my team gifted me with a baseball glove. That is awesome. He's you know. I, tears I might, are coming. I might it's all right. could hear I might crack. Yeah.
3: It is a nice baseball it's, glove. It's, it's passed. <laughs> okay.
1: So it's it's a 44 brand and that's it's a it's a hot item right now, 44 brand glove. It's blue and gold because our team is blue and gold. Has my R Newsom on it. Has on the inside of 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 the wrist band philippians 413. Has the out, outline of the state on it. And on the inside, it's got a cross. Dude, so my whole team—they knew exactly what to put on my glove. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> so okay, it's gone again. You always dude, I think the noise, noise. was I, worse. I just love Jesus. I might look big, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit or my kids or kids like in my baseball team, I get emotional.
0: You don't look big. You are no. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't ever know how we're to take unbalanced, that. dude.
2: I know, right? The monsters but. are on that side. We're just like,
4: hey. <laughs> hey, guys, be, what's uh, up? <laughs> <flip this thing.
2: laughs> the Legion
3: of Doom over here. <laughs> and the guy who can't walk's in the middle.
1: <laughs> but he's not helping. Just to answer your question, you 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 get, you might have the one or two negatives, but the positives outweigh, and you just say, sorry, negatives, you're oh, gone. One
0: soul. As long as one mm-hmm. soul's changed, or somebody can remember something later on that says, hey. That's why we were talking, or we were in the hallway the other day, and uh, Noah came up. And he used to hug all the time, all the time, which is there's nothing wrong with it, but there's a season you got to grow out of it. And he waited till we were done, and then fist bumps. Like, I was mean, like, that kid will remember that. Uh huh.
2: Yeah. I worked with that kid for a while on that crap. It, it was good. And now I'm trying to get him to the point where he doesn't shake my head, hand every time I see him. But hey, it's it's better than getting
0: attacked with the hugs. Uh, yeah. I, I do. Except when we hug in the parking lot and embarrass the kids. I mean,
1: that's part <laughs> of life, dude. The I'm old enough to know. Yeah so we we leave church the other night together and we pull up stoplight there at the 132 entrance southbound and we're we're neck and neck and we're looking over revving our engines and making stupid faces Laney, my teenager almost teenager beside me she's like why are you guys so weird (laughs) I was like because we can
2: Josh came up to the car one time in the parking lot of church and Gabby was sitting in the front seat and he comes up and he does something really gay and he's like, oh, no.
4: I thought that was Amanda in the front seat.
2: <laughs> and Gabby's just sitting
0: there like... Oh, yeah. I went. I oh, went. That was off awesome. Off script. Yeah, that big was time. good. And I'm like, oh. Not
3: podcast appropriate?
0: Yeah, not at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, that's an honest mistake. Gabby's as tall as Amanda now, too. She looks just like her. Oh, yeah. She came down
2: the stairs the other day. I'm like,
1: oh, uh, that's not Amanda. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. So, Kids growing up's crazy. I...
2: Uh, I said that like most people will not reject and most people will accept Mm -hmm. whenever we enter or invite Jesus into the circumstances. 100% agree with that still. That also put the target on us. And, and and I, when I say a target, I mean, it's coming from the spiritual realm. I have learned that when I've taken a step in faith towards something like that, inevitably without fail, something is going to come and undercut that from, from where I get attacked. It's just been the pattern that I've experienced over the last several years is when I take a step in faith, I know that there's going to be an attack coming. And it's just something I've become accustomed to. But it's something that we need to be aware of as Christians that there is an enemy. So there's been a (coughs) wonderful fruit that has come from stepping out in faith. But as Christians, we also need to be postured to defend and be ready to keep our armor strapped on. Because, man, uh, there have been times where... I'm like okay, this was a good thing that happened, and without fail, within just several days, there was an undercut that came in and t- brought me to my knees. So it's, you know, it's it's a reality of the life that I've been living at least, and it's it's been hard because I grew up in a in a place where bad stuff didn't happen. Yeah, I did I was not faced with sin every day of my life, and or ex- at least exposed to the impact of sin every day of my life, and now I see and feel those effects on a regular basis and man, it's uh it sucks.
1: I think those are the moments where you are being tested. Where is your faith? Yeah. Are you, are you, do you really have faith in God or do you have faith in your faith? And what I mean by that yeah, is, that's big. is two, two days ago, I'm saying the right things because things are good because I'm supposed to say these things. Two days now I'm being attacked. Uh, I can't get out of this thing. Now you gotta have, do you have faith or not? But I think you just found the title of this episode. <laughs> What's uh, that? Say
4: it. Uh,
0: uh. Faith and faith. Faith and faith. Well, um, we're quick, and then we'll talk about you and your faith in your workplace, because especially with that industry and all your travel and all the people you get to talk to, a uh, little bit of yesterday was um, there's faith is God is in control of the outcome. and Sorry, what time do you need Satan. to leave by? Yes. I mean, now. I probably push it to
1: nine. Okay,
4: we we can wrap this up and in, and uh, in actually make it episode
0: two. Yeah, well, let's get your thought. Uh, share with us just a little bit on um, your faith in your workplace, <clears throat> or not? <laughs> Do you like when all eyes are on you? Oh, he's the thinker. Like he listens so well. Now the camera's
4: so. on you too.
0: Thank <laughs> you, the mobile.
4: So. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's it's what gets me through every day. Um, I mean, I lead a, a really large team that is very diverse. Um, we I've got team members um, spread out from Baltimore, Maryland to Charleston, West Virginia. I've got some in Florida, and we just hired one in uh, North Dakota. Um, so we've we've got we've got a pretty diverse team, and uh, you know, consistently kind of going in every day of, um, being able to lead a team of highly experienced people in my industry. Um, I, I have to rely on God every day and, uh, and I spend a lot of, you know, you go through different seasons of your life to where you rely on God more in that particular season. Um, you know, every time, uh, we were expecting a, a child, uh, spend a ton of time in prayer, praying over. my wife and the pregnancy and and the child and everything. And then once they, once they're born then you, you you spend a different season praying about them in a different way. And then you throw in different challenges with, with our, our careers that we, that we all have in our workplace and everything. Um, You, you you pray more in a different way for that. And you, you begin to pray over the success of the team. Uh, You pray over the success of the organization. Um, and you pray for kind of a Solomon type prayer of give me wisdom on how to lead this team. And, uh, that's, that's how I've been able to really do it day in and day out because it is, it's difficult. Um, a lot of stuff going on all the time. And it's, it's really being able to rely on God to, to help, help me kind of organize that and the Holy spirit to give me the direction that I need. Um, and different things talking with folks. I mean, like this week is, is review week. Mm-hmm. And doing performance reviews and, and having to sit down and have those conversations, with that was a crazy spring noise. That was awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll blend that with the laugh. <laughs> I, I kind of thought that was the uh, the the music cue for the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing them off.
3: <laughs>
4: Thanks for joining us, get, <laughs> Jethro with a banjo. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyhow, yeah, it's um it, it's the only way I get through every day.
1: Yeah. So I, th- I think a good wrap up would be back to this book real quick. It's it's talking about going back to Elijah. We are told that Elijah obeys the word of God and commands others to do the same. Others recognize Elijah's relationship with the word of God, including the widow who says, "Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord is in your mouth, which is truth." And I wrote on side note, this is how people should view us. Yes. They people should view us in the workplace. I mean, I know you don't walk around by saying, I prayed for y'all this morning, but they know your relationship because your fruits and, and how you act and how you treat people. Right. Same in my workplace, same on the baseball field, same in your workplace. If we claim to be Christians, we cannot be this person that is just living and talking in sin around other people. We need to be recognized as people of God so that, uh the one thing that just popped my mind was, I don't know if you guys heard the story of the woman at the Pentagon when 9-11 happened, how she yeah. was she was a woman of God. She prayed over the people. People knew that she loved the Lord. Well, when that attack happened and the place is on fire, people were asking, I forget her name, we'll call her Sally. Where's Sally at? We need to find Sally because she'll get us out of here. And they followed her out the hallways because the Holy Spirit was guiding her out. She said this in their interview, the Holy Spirit's guiding me out. And all of those ways, all those turns that they took her, the fire never touched those people. Not a bit. Now, this is a in Washington D.C. that we typically know very liberal, non-Christian type people. You know, statistically, I mean, there's Christians obviously that live there. This woman, these people weren't living for the Lord, but they knew she was. You yeah. know, they, they, and they, they followed her. the spirit. So that's how we need to live our life, so that <clears throat> God forbid crisis happens, we can be the people that that people lean on you know or when someone needs prayer
0: Mm -hmm. be a man of character be a man of integrity yeah and follow the holy spirit
1: so the
3: podcast you've been listening to uh you got uh
0: andy wave andy hey is is ever here don't speak
3: got ryan uh, josh jared the giggle butt giggle box man (laughs) and myself nick Uh, you can tune in. We're going to either be weekly or semi weekly as, as long as our schedules provide and start bringing some real manly talk in, into the world of this, what the world is today, which is insane. So, again, you've been listening to uh, Mountaineer Kingdom Do Talk. Real man. Real talk. <laughs> manly talk. <laughs>